0: Hello and welcome to the Book of Leaves podcast. My name is Cara Kearney and I am the host. Book of Leaves, an Irish podcast where I interview people in the country who are doing something good for the planet and the whole idea is we can take a leaf out of their book to add to our own way of eco-friendly living, which is where the name comes from and in this episode we're going to be talking a little bit about second-hand furniture. And salvaging and salvage yards and if you're like, what's the difference between a salvage yard or, I don't know, a second hand shop or an antique shop? Well, Harry Maharaj from Kilkenny Salvage Yard or Eurosalve, he is going to fill us in on what the crack is and all the kind of interesting bits that come through. They're they're amazing looking huge yards that they have in Kilkenny and we have a couple of these in Ireland and it's a really lovely way to get some unique furniture so yeah we're going to delve straight into that. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is of course an absolutely uh, tumultuous time on the planet right now and I hope that you're doing as okay as you can be and bearing witness when you can and resting when you can and taking action when you can. There's amazing energy on the streets when we go to protest so definitely If you're feeling despair, showing up on the street is a really lovely way to um, just get some strength. That helps me anyway, so hopefully it will help you as well. Um, I'm still doing the play. This is the last week now. You'll be listening to this on the sixth of November, and from the eighth to the eleventh of November this week, I will be finishing the tour that I've been doing of an of a show about an unknown um, transgender Irish war hero. Called Albert Cashier. The show is called The Curious Case of Albert Cashier. So it'll be on in Smock Alley from Wednesday to Saturday if anyone wants to come along. And if you listen to this podcast, I'm going to give you a sneaky discount code. If you type in Epic Albert, one word, all lowercase, into the promo code box when you're buying tickets you'll get them for €15 Euro instead of 21 or uh, 19 concessions. concession. So save a couple of bob and that's just for podcast listeners there. So if you're in Dublin, try make it along to that. It's a great night out. And I know I'm biased because obviously I'm in the show, but really I've been working for 10 years and it is a really good show. <laughs> so um, hopefully I'll see some of you there. And after this, when that ends, I'll have a bit more time to get back into activism in other circles which I'm really looking forward to and yeah if you like this podcast you can support it on Patreon or buy me a coffee but if you do have spare funds absolutely donate them to any crisis appeal to help with what is happening in Palestine right now that would be amazing. So I'm gonna hand the reins over to Harry and I'll check in with you very quickly afterwards for some very short show notes. Enjoy!
1: My name is Harry Maharaj. I'm one of the family members of the Klikenny Architectural Salvage team. Um, So basically, it's myself, my two brothers, Paul and Connor, and our parents, Mairead and Robin, that are running the business. So uh, an all-in family business, as they say. And uh, yeah, we're kind of one of Ireland's lar- largest architectural salvage yards. We've actually been around for 25 years now, and um, we celebrated wow. 25 years during the summer. So, a big a mile-
0: rats! Wow, yes. that's yeah. feet, Shane. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: Big, big, big milestone, especially <laughs> given uh, everything Ireland has been through in that yeah. period of time, from booms and busts and recessions Jeez. and COVID and everything on top of it. So, yeah, yeah, no. So basically, we buy and sell everything and anything you can think of from timber beams, garden furniture, furniture antiques, pub memorabilia, flooring, you you know, you name it, really, we have it. And um, basically, the whole setup of the business was my my parents set up the business 25 years ago when they had moved back from living in the UK. And dad had always had a little bug for kind of all things salvage. And Mm -hmm. uh, him and mom had basically renovated a house in London during the 80s and you know during that time basically London was going through a huge revival and properties were being done up all over the place and they bought an old derelict well they won't say it was derelict but it wasn't far from it even though we were living in it and uh, we were obviously only kids at the time but they were kind of essentially going around London at the time and you were you could pick up anything and everything just walking down the streets because money was coming into the city places were getting pulled apart and there was salvage everywhere. They did that house up over a number of years, got the bug for all things salvage and when they moved back home to Ireland in the uh, late 90s, we're looking at a few different ideas of what to do and and that itch was kind of still there on all things salvage and um, they set up the business and we're very lucky we have a very large site that was in the family, it's actually an old woolen mills so it's really uh, in keeping with with everything we're doing. You know, there's a couple of big large warehouses, and then we have about seven or eight acres of outdoor space as well. Wow. So, so it's a huge space that was kind of really set up for this type of business. And Dad just started going out buying bits and pieces. And obviously it was slow at the start because nobody knows who you are. So when you're trying yeah. to buy things, you have to kind of get out there and, and make some noise and, and let people know who you are and maybe go into auctions and things like that. But now 25 years later we are just being bombarded every day with people trying to sell us items from the general public to pubs, restaurants, hotels when they're renovating and there's items coming out and that's that's the most amazing thing because a lot of these items and obviously something that's very close to your heart and everything with the, with the podcast is the risk is these items just get burnt, they get thrown in a skip, they end up in a landfill and these items have 10, 15, 20. Some of them could have a 100 years more life in them, you know. That's kind of how the business was set up. But myself and my two brothers, Paul and Connor, um, basically about four years ago, we were all doing different things. I was a stockbroker in Dublin. Connor was working in the insurance industry. Paul was in the travel industry. <laughs> and, and we all kind of independently left those jobs to make the move back home to Kilkenny and join the business and and basically we're just trying to grow it and a large part of that is kind of bringing the business online and social media and um just yeah
0: getting the word out there and kind of yeah exactly, exactly. and, exactly. and Camara, for people who don't know what salvage is because you might hear like salvage yards but like what's the difference between a salvage yard and say obviously I have like a landfill or a second-hand shop or like what 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 is specific can't even say that word about salvage yeah I think um
1: I think what a lot of people think of salvage art is maybe a, a place where it's a group of old lads walking around kicking old metal around and yeah. you know <laughs> nearly, nearly like a or a car scrap type of place exactly, and type yeah, yeah. whereas whereas it's actually it's the it's the polar opposite of that like our places like if you were to blend nearly most of those type of places that you mentioned there where it's like you're blending a second-hand store you're blending an antique store you're blending in a timber and kind of sawmill yard all of those things kind of combined and meshed together to kind of form this all-inclusive place that you can come down and literally walk around and be you know we're very proud to say that most people come down and kind of the first words that come out of their mouth are wow or oh my god look at this place there's so much stuff here and it's everything and anything and that's that's the beauty of it so as i said it could be literally someone coming down and buying a small little ornament or it could be somebody coming and buying a salvage timber floor and kitting out a you know a new pub they're doing and they want to go to salvage roofs and they want something authentic and um yeah, so it kind of caters to everyone and anyone in between. But I I think that perception might be there for some people who, if they've never been into a salvage yard, they think, oh, no, it's 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 not my type of place. Or, you know, as I said, it's just a group of old lads walking around. Whereas the actual yeah. interesting side is, I'd say we're, we're actually probably weighted more on the female side of things as customers. Um, oh wow. you know, which, yeah. which a lot of people wouldn't have expected um, for that type of industry and uh, yeah, no, yeah like so- if
0: you're if you're into interior design or you're into like upcycling and secondhand stuff like even in the environmental movement it will be fairly female and um, kind of heavy with people just I don't know being active or whatever and it is it seems like if you're into design or if you're into unique things it's really really interesting like if you look at the photographs of it online there's just like garden furniture as far as eye could see and so many unique like guinness and put like pub things from from years old that people might go oh that will look really cool in my own like garden shed pub that people do be building and stuff like that and you're so right like we have a terrible mindset of just throwing things away either the hassle it's easier to put it in a skip or the hassle of bringing it to a recycling center when if you actually put it out there like you might not only be able to sell it and make some money for it but it's, it's such a nicer feeling knowing that this good timber that you've had to pass on for whatever reason could go on for much longer and obviously with that there's like a way lower reduced um carbon as well would you know about the kind of normal furniture industry there's one that rhymes with aishmia <laughs> that is very it's like fast furniture it's and it's what used to be what I used to think was really um cool looking and um what's the word cheap like affordable and fun to visit I'm now realizing does not last long and is so detrimental in the scale and everything. So so do you know, like, what's the furniture industry like? Like, how is that damaging? Because I don't think it's something that people think about. They think of food and they think of energy. They don't really think of furniture when it comes to environmental impact.
1: Yeah, like I think, like, I wouldn't necessarily have kind of, obviously stats relating to kind of that, the sector as a whole, but like from what we see every day and like we're at the, you know, we're at the very front face of it when it comes to it. You can kind of go around smaller counties around Ireland and that's one thing but I always use Dublin as an example like if you just drive down one of the main roads in you know one of the main nice areas where there's lots of big kind of your old Georgian buildings and there's always renovations going on you literally if you stand there for five minutes you will see one of those buildings in a row of 20 houses with builders walking out with furniture potentially throwing it into a skip so that's on stuff that is perfectly usable old items like some of the best of the best quality furniture but the new person who has that property just doesn't care the builder doesn't care because he's in a rush he's on he has one job in mind and that's to get the place renovated get, it, get done pass it on and move on to his next job on your point about the you know the big the big producers of kind of fast furniture i think I think people have moved on a lot. Like if you kind of go back 15 years ago, it was very popular. And as you said, it was affordable. It was quick. You know, there was kind of some quirky stuff there. Whereas I think people have realized now it just doesn't last. And people want to make their house look a little bit different now. You know, people actually are willing to, to have an opinion. I don't mean it in a bad way, but kind of have an opinion and take a view and maybe take a chance just as well. Put their own
0: personal stamp on it. Like. Exactly. And like yeah.
1: there's we, we see it because we often get customers sending us photos of items they got. We, we ask them as well, because obviously for social media, it's great for us. And they send us a photo of, you know, someone might buy an old trunk. And now they turned it into their coffee table and they have it sitting there right in the middle of their sitting room. And they say every time someone comes in, it's a talking point. Yeah, You know, every person who walks in, whereas if it's a piece of furniture that was screwed together with four legs and a top on it and you had a heart attack trying to do it as well and missing a screw (laughs) and all of those type of things, you know, that's never going to get that talking point. Whereas that trunk will go on and on and that might stop in your coffee table at some point, but it might be put into the corner and the TV might end up sitting on it next. Or it might be used just for storage in one of the kids' rooms. And, you know, you'll find uses for these things. Or as you said earlier, you'll end up just selling it on and because you're in that world. I think once people have bought their first bit of salvage or kind of gone on something like done deal and bought something secondhand, they kind of get a little bit of a buzz for it and kind of go, well, actually, this this is interesting. There's a bit of fun with this. Whereas the beauty, I guess, they get when they come to a place like us versus kind of doing it online is, they just don't know what they're going to see. You know, they walk in and more often than not, when someone buys from us, they're actually going home with something completely different than <laughs> what they planned when they walked in. You know, they yeah. come in and they say, no, I'm looking at flooring today. And next minute they're leaving with a timber beam for a mantle and a nice piece of furniture and an old Guinness sign, as you said earlier. You know, you just you just don't know. And it's the eclectic mix of that. But I, I think... The important thing on all the salvaged items, like technically and in, in particular from the, you know, the climate side of things, any secondhand piece of furniture that you buy is carbon neutral. You know, when you go through any of the actual climate consultations, that is the definition of it. It has used its full carbon impact in its first life so from purchase to what it was used. That's it done. So when you're reusing it, that is a carbon neutral item, you know, which is which is really important for people to kind of understand. And these items more often than not as well, the quality is just it's unbeatable. You can't exactly. get...
0: Them. They're well made, so they'll oh, last you longer. They'll,
1: they'll last you forever. And even yeah. if it does get a mark or a dent, it more often than not, it's solid timber. So you can maybe just sand it down and, you know, varnish it again. Whereas if you give a little bit of a dent or a chip to something that was made yesterday, you know, it's more than of, often than not. It's just chipboard yeah. and ply sitting underneath yeah. a, a little bit of a veneer. So, um, yeah, I think people are looking for those unique pieces and then becoming more and more aware that, okay, I get a unique piece, but I'm also doing my little bit for the environment uh, yeah. and everything around the circular economy. And we've seen it in particular now with the younger generation, you know, the first time house buyer now at the moment, if, you know, if they can buy a house, yeah. get past uh, get beyond yeah. that hurdle as well. But if, when they're doing that, you know, if it's the 25 to 35 year old, who's, you know, taking that plunge, buying their first apartment, their house, they're the ones coming into us going, no, no, I'm, you know, I want to kind of do this right. And, there is budget items in the salvaged world. Like we're, salvage yards are volume businesses as well. We have so much stuff coming in. You know, we're always pricing things just to move them on because we don't have an unlimited amount of space.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's only so many little coffee tables or dressers or old desks that I can have in the place stacked and kept dry and kept safe. Outdoor stuff, I have no problem, but indoor stuff, we're always just pricing it to move it quickly. So people can pick up real bargains and quality at the same time. So you're competing against that, bargain fast furniture side of things with with doing it in the right way really yeah
0: with well with well-made long-lasting secondhand carbon neutral like it's win-win and you get to put like you have your own creative stamp like it can be quite uh listening to you now like I've talked to people before who source their furniture secondhand or have been skip diving and stuff like that and you know there were some really great tips about contacting like charity shops and tell them to let you know when something is in but I think charity shops are much smaller and um, so to go to a yard like this where you have so much option you still get that buzz of like walking around Aishmia with like oh look at all the options and things that we could have but it's better for the planet and better made and more unique and you get to you know bring out your creative side and I think as well people might be used to because if you hear like antique furniture antique dealing like if you're if you're used to the antiques roadshow or you're used to antique shops in Dublin they're very curated very fancy elegant a lot of the time very expensive shops like I would go into a charity shop but I just don't, don't go into the small antique shops and I think people might then if they hear like a salvage yard with like you know old iron cast iron garden benches and stuff like that they might just presume that they're really expensive but hearing you say that is actually like oh yeah obviously that makes sense because you're it's volume business like you're taking in as much as you can and passing it on so that's really good to know that it is like
1: yeah affordable Uh, Yeah, and I think that's kind of, again, that misperception where they think it's a high-end antique store and and lots of people feel very quickly out of their depth or i'm in the wrong type of place when they go into those type of antique shops and sometimes they are they just don't have the budget for the type of shop they've walked into that that antique shop is catering to a certain clientele and that's their business model and they're perfectly entitled to do that but when people walk into those places and see nothing with less than four digits in the price tag oh. and you're thousands and thousands and into tens of thousands you, you can kind of get a little bit dizzy very quickly, you know, it might be a lovely couch, but do I want to spend eight grand on it, you know, and that's why when I think in the salvage world, they think we're always trying to push that idea of value. Now, that's not to say we don't have items that are, see, the question is, they're not expensive, they're worth what they're, we're pricing yes, them at. Yeah. but they're just very difficult to get, so now it's down to rarity. Um, so that item will be catered to a certain type of person, but when we still sell it onto them, they know there's still value in it. They're getting it at a price cheaper than what they would in that antique store or in that high end, you know, furniture store, or whatever it is, who's or an auction even, you know, where it could just go crazy, whereas we just price it to move it. But for us, it's about keeping the eclectic mix. And that comes down to who we're buying from as well. As I said earlier, it's, you know, it could be just yourself and you have a few bits that you're clearing out or somebody maybe has... You know, inherited a parent's house, and the kids have kind of chopped up the furniture between them. Who's taking what, and who needs this and that, and maybe they don't need as much of it, so they're trying to sell on bits. And then it's a it's a pub just calling us up or a hotel that changes hands. And more often than not, in hotels in particular, when it changes hands in ownership, you know, someone new comes in with a new designer with a new vision for the place, and everything that's in there is been taken out. And some of those items could be absolutely amazing items, but for them, they're in the way now. We get to go in, hopefully buy them at a good price because the guys want to clear a lot of stuff quickly in one go. You know, somewhere like that's not going on done deal and putting items up. They can't be doing that. Yeah, entire.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: want someone like us to walk in and go, yeah, we'll take everything um, and be unloading it for a week, bringing it all back to our yard and doing it. But someone walks into us and next minute they're picking up a couch that could have been sitting in a five-star hotel that's worth, you know, thousands and thousands of euros and they could be picking it up for five, six, seven hundred euros. and. There's nothing wrong with it. It's perfect. It's ready to go. Okay, might have a mark here or there, but most people—that's—that's that's the salvaged world. You have to accept that for what it is and that's that's how you get a discount you know and you can get some value and you come in have a bit of crack with us and certain items there's a bit of wiggle room to do a bit of haggling which there should always oh, be I can't, and...
0: no I can't do it I'm like okay I'll just pay whatever I'm so bad at haggling but okay my dad is great at it and I know and he's trying to do up his house now so I'll have to we'll have to go for a trip to look one of these days if someone is doing like a clear out or anything like that then do they contact you uh send you pictures do you depend on obviously if it's like a big pub where there's loads of stuff you you probably visit them but like if it's for most listeners that to to this might be just having a couple of items how would they go about then sending them to you
1: yeah so if you're just kind of a a normal person just you have a few bits that you're clear and it doesn't even have to be multiple sometimes it's just one piece and then what we say is you either kind of pop us an email with some photos or our mobile number is on the website as well you just whatsapp because it's usually easier to whatsapp if you have a few and uh, yeah we kind of look through them and then what we do is we'll kind of come back and figure out where you're based what you have try and tie it together if we're interested obviously there's some items we just we just don't get involved in or we just don't have the space or we're just busy at the moment and we'll we will always try and point people in the right direction if we can but like on any given day like we have 20 30 40 kind of messages coming in every day of people trying to sell us stuff and that's seven days a week all year round you know and it's amazing for us and that's what we want um because obviously we get to kind of pick and choose a little bit but at the same time we try and do as much as we can because we hate seeing stuff just potentially getting thrown in a skip. We're new-ish to the business, like we're there in the last four years, but like we've grown up with the business. So it's, you know, it's kind of ingrained in you as kids when, you know, your parents came home from work and it's like, what do we do today? What do we buy? What do we sell? But I can see it in dad. He just, that itch is there where he, there's, there's an opportunity to buy stuff and he just, he really can't help himself as well because he's doing it for so long. And we were only joking recently when we cleared that 25 year anniversary, we were like, God knows how many items have gone through his hands in 25 years. You know, like there's literally, even if I just look at the yard right now, like there's thousands and thousands of items there just now at one point in time. So it's amazing what he has done in terms of recycling, reusing, repurposing over that period of time, you know, because 25 years is a long time. And 25 years ago, nobody was really on this on the the idea of climate change really like it was obviously there but it's 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 gained legs over that period of time so um himself and a few other people who run similar yards were kind of ahead of their time a bit on that i think
0: Definitely, and if people then want to come and you know check out to get their steps up and walk around your yard, are you open like all the day, or do you have to make a booking or anything like that? Yeah,
1: no. So we're we're open Monday to Saturday, um, closed on Sundays because family business. We don't (laughs) close. There won't be a day (laughs) for any of us to not see each other um, and not kill each other. But um, yeah, no. Monday to Saturday, ten till five. Monday to Friday, ten to four. On a Saturday, most people more often than not are just popping down for just a walk around and if they have half an hour like mo- more often than not people are there for an hour plus because by the time they actually walk around usually in a salvage yard you should always do two loops anyway you should never just do one loop i know in the, the company i mentioned earlier you do one loop and you're done because it takes yeah. about four hours to do it um but no in a salvage yard you should always do two loops because more often than not the second time is when you'll actually see something that you just mm. miss the first time because there's a bit of kind of you know, glazed over eyes with the amount of stuff, especially if it's your first visit. So we always say kind of do a couple of loops around the place, even if the next one is a quick one, because you might see something else. And yeah, people just come down, have a walk around. Obviously, we're based in Kilkenny. Not everyone has the time to jump in a car and drive down every week to us um, because our business is changing all the time. As I said, we do sell stuff quickly. So there's always jobs coming in as well so that if you come into us and then you come into us like six seven weeks later the whole place will look different because there'll be so much stuff coming in it'll look like a different yeah. business there'll be certain things that are obviously always there that we just do they are our bread and butter but the whole place more more often than not looks different but following us on social media is the big one um, and I think kind of obviously through COVID we were lucky we were ahead of the curve that we had kind of built up a big social media presence like we have 60,000 plus followers now across kind of Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And we update those three, four times a day. Every day we post new stuff coming in. So people thankfully trust in us that there could be somebody sitting in Mayo and they see a nice little piece. They just pop us a message, they go onto the website, they buy it, and they know that what we're showing them is what they're getting you know we take yeah. good photos we put stuff up we have good couriers for delivery and like I just sent out a lovely timber over there last week and it's it, it's heading off to um to Galway you know person has never been down to us they saw it they said it's exactly what I want won't make it down to you two young kids not a chance it's happening yeah. send it up to me they're over the moon with what they've got you know um so obviously us building up kind of the brand and the trust, and you know the bit of a story around the family and everything is obviously important. But it, it it's showing off those items to to more eyeballs every single day because at the end of the day, everyone has their phone in their hand. But yeah. you can't beat walking around a salvage yard. You really no. Can't.
0: And I'd say you have so many thousands and thousands of items that you also haven't got the time a day to pull every single one of them up. So it's a nice activity to do, like um for sure. Have you got any like interesting stories of really? Peculiar or unusual pieces. Like, what are some of the most weirdest things that have have crossed your dad's hands? Yeah,
1: there's a like over the years, there's just been a huge amount of stuff. And like he'll always say, Look, I just look at each item in the same way. It's it's an item coming in. Our job is to kind of buy it at a good price and sell it and pass on that value and move it on as well. So he'll say that you know, a brick will give him as much excitement as a, a random piece coming in. But at the end of the day, it's we're we're always after wow features in what we do as well. You know, like like we've had Fashion boxes come in, you know, you know, and that's and that's I'm one. I'm that...
0: curious as to who buys them. All, yes, you so,
1: then. So, so that ended up. It ended up. It, it was a. It was a pub. A pub bought one of them. We've had a couple of them. A pub Turn them into a little snog, like they, they were turning it into a little snog. Yeah. Um, another one we had ended up in buying bought by um, a film company. Um, so they were going. Um, yeah. They were going to use that. We do a lot of work with a lot of the the film and rental companies as well because they're always scour looking for unique things yeah yeah stuff, you know, to set a scene and oldy worldy bits so that's definitely a piece that when someone walk, when we had one in the yard someone walks in they kind of look left they go oh, yeah there's lots of stuff here they look right and they go what is that <laughs> another one we had recently we had a life-size horse of a, a life-size horse made out of buffalo bone and a person had just what? brought it back. They had bought it out in the Far East. They had lived out there for years. It was an antique piece they had bought out there, brought it back here, and they just didn't have the space. And we ended up getting involved in it. And um, that ended up going off to a hotel out, on, out in Clare. There's times when we, because we have containers full of stuff that we only have so much space for kind of the people mm. the public to walk around. And you'd open up the container and you might be looking for something else to bring out. And you kind of go, God look what's there I completely forgot that was there you know it could be be anything you have the excitement when one of us comes home and opens up the van and you're like what is going to be yeah
0: it's like treasure hunting or something and I'm really curious like what's the inside of the family home then like (laughs) Is full that full of, of lots of salvage?
1: Full, full of stuff all the time. <laughs> all of our garages are full. Houses are full. Everything. Yeah, as we were growing up with kids, that always be different bits and pieces coming back, tested out in a spot, maybe going back again, and yeah. not not making the cut if if it didn't tie in. Or sometimes they sit there for a couple of months and then end up going back to the yard or whatever. But yeah, there's always always that temptation, and sometimes something comes in where all of us are kind of looking at it, going. Right, Who's going to throw the hand up first to say, I'd like this piece a bit more, you know, or whatever else. But But at the end of the day, and if you talk to anyone in our world, if you're bringing everything home with you, your business isn't going to run for a long time because you won't be paying many bills, unfortunately.
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You do have to kind of call it quits at some point because there's not many people doing that in Ireland, if the UK has a lot, you know, there's there's three or four kind of really good salvage yards in Ireland and um, we're all kind of doing our bit and look, there's, there's plenty of space. There's enough stuff in the country to keep us all busy.
0: Exactly. There's enough stuff in existence right now to do generations like, oh, we, oh, you know, we 100%. need to stop making new, new stuff, especially the, the bad quality stuff. So it's great that you guys have the skills to kind of like watch for quality because I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know the difference between silver and silver plated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Is there anything else that you want to share about about the business or what you do before we move on to our last couple of questions?
1: The biggest thing for people really is just been open to it and kind of not been not been scared to kind of maybe take a little chance on something, and it may be been a little bit different or a bit quirky or something that involves you having to do a little bit of work with it. You know, like there is people who will think it's blasphemy to say that an old mahogany dresser should never be painted pink by somebody, but. <laughs> the end of the day if that's what makes that person happy and they have that peace there's nothing wrong with doing yeah. that because that old mahogany dresser could potentially just go be completely out of fashion you know there's nobody gonna come and buy it and eventually it just degrades and falls apart and then nobody can sell it so, you know whereas if that's the life that it's going to go next then that's the way it's going to go so you know always have you know take a chance and, and be open to trying something a little bit different even if it's just one feature piece in a room or something actually very subtle it doesn't have to be a big feature bright pink dresser
0: doesn't have to be, oh yeah or a pink painted confession box like. no, exactly yeah, it, could
1: be, <laughs> yeah. It, can, it can literally be anything it could be a little ornament in the corner or you know and it's something that's very important we're starting to see a lot of people do as well is buying these items as gifts for people you know they're coming into us and they're picking up something and kind of buying a second-hand item for somebody instead of just going to the high street at Christmas. Mm. Then, look, there's a place for everything, but at the same time, if you give somebody something a little bit different and... You um, know,
0: there's more meaning to it. There's more thought, like it is. Instead of buying three bath sets... Oh, you're, Harry, you're too nice to say it. I'll say it. Stop going to Boots and buying three carbon copy bot sets like yeah no you're like it you're is. so right there's so many more and, unique things and, yeah and it
1: is and someone someone will remember that you know and I I think that's the big thing with it as it was back to that point about the the trunk I was saying earlier as somebody's coffee table that people it, it becomes a focal point for them and they'll always like to tell that story like we have people who've bought solid timber floors from us and they say like when they have visitors come over for the first time you know they're literally like look at the floor look at the floor look <laughs> You know, whereas nobody does that, you know, if you have, you know, kind of a, another type of floor down for the other options that are out there that was made yesterday, you know, it's just, it's just part of the house. Whereas when they, when they have something like that, where they're, they're proud of it, actually, that's, that's, that's the word where it is. And they're, they're proud of what they've done. They're proud that they've gone and bought something that's secondhand and they put it down. And it looks 10 times better than anything else. So they get all of the benefits with the wow and show off factor. And they kind of call all the friends and say, look at the floor, look at the floor, look what we've got. And people will, will remember it
0: yeah it's so and it's such a lovely feeling to have that pride. Like you don't get that same pride if you're buying kind of like brand new cheap furniture like the fact that I moved into a new room and everything I sourced here was on adverts or in charity shops and it was or Facebook free cycle and the feeling there when people come in I'm like oh this is lovely I'm like it was all free it was all I got it you know not only was it free or real cheap second hand, but it just it does it feels really nice and you're helping the environment like it's just a lovely guilt-free enjoyable feeling so hopefully more people will kind of funnel your way and go for a day out in a salvage yard it looks great it looks like a yeah. great place to go for a walk uh, where can people find you and what's the website
1: uh, yeah so our website is eurosalve.com or if you just click architecture salvage into google will will find us but i think that the best way for anyone around the country who's not close to kilkenny and can't make it down is social media instagram facebook TikTok, Pinterest, Twitter, all of them. We're on everything and we post. <laughs> we post three, four times a day, so we don't kind of just post once a week and forget about it. Like we're really, really active on that. But as I said, the next Saturday that you have an hour or two free, jump in the car, maybe grab one of your parents if you want to spend a bit of time with them or a couple yeah. of friends and um or if you're coming down to Kilkenny for a hen or stag, which is obviously a, a popular place as well. <laughs> Very we got we lots of them we had we had a group of uh, a group of ladies in the other day and one of them said I've been wanting to come Forever, they were down from like they were Sligo or somewhere so you know they were a good trek away and she dragged all of them down like you know they I love
0: here. the whole hen party going well, to the front of the had, they,
1: they hadn't hit the pubs yet so they were still in okay <laughs> form they weren't too noisy but they they loved it but yeah like Kenny's a lovely spot as well so like a lot of people coming down just from the to stay in hotels visit the pubs restaurants whatever else just swing into us you never know what you'll go home with
0: Uh, amazing that's the absolute joy of it thank you so much harry for coming on the podcast and for all the work you do i really appreciate it now there you go so don't forget to go online or give them give them a follow on social media and see all the amazing things i can't wait i haven't been for a visit yet but i'm definitely gonna go with my dad because he loves like finding old quirky antique bits as well and hey if you have a hen party i mean why not go it's like i would happily go to a second hand shop or something this is like a giant Secondhand, half outdoor, half indoor shop. So go to eurosalve.com to find more about the, the company and kind of what they're selling and stuff like that. And just so you know as well, they don't say if they did, they, um, they find something. If you're trying to get rid of something and it's not worth them buying, sometimes they'll just take it off your hands. Like they won't. It might not be of good enough quality or good enough condition or something that they would feel comfortable perhaps buying. But they do still sometimes take it off your hands to avoid it going to waste. So they're just they're so kind that way. And they also do Friday freebies quite a lot as well. And um, they stopped doing them for a while uh, just because it was. Really Really, really busy, but you have to keep an eye on their social medias because sometimes they just want to make some room and they'll give stuff away for free, just first come, first served. So, as Harry says, buying secondhand furniture is carbon neutral. So, if you're kitting out your house, your shed, whatever it is, if you're buying a present for someone, I mean, a really lovely, unique thing to do is to to source some unique secondhand treasures. So hopefully you're able to take that leaf out of Harry's book. And if you've any suggestions for the last couple episodes of this season of the podcast, do send them my way. And yeah, I hope you have a lovely day. And I'm sending you a lot of love and light and wishing you peace wherever you are. And don't forget to take to the streets email your tds answer any calls to action that you can and i promise you you will feel better for having doing something or doing anything Um, but don't forget to take time to mind yourself as well so that's it for me sure look i might see some of you at the play in the foyer after the show hopefully you'll be able to make it there and yeah have a lovely evening and i'll be back in two weeks time with your next guest bye